Welcome to the Dear Single Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Clarence. Come on in. Let's have some good old mom chat where we will laugh, cry, and maybe even sing together. In this podcast, we will be discussing dating God's way, sex, yes, even sex, and how to abstain while single, entrepreneurship, co-parenting, and many other topics. So let's jump right in. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Dear Single Mom. Hey, Dear Single Mom. Dear Single Mom. What? What, Dear Single Mom? Listen, you guys. Welcome. What's up? How are you doing? Like, let's just, let me just ask that. How are you doing, mama? All right. So, listen, guys. Today, okay, first of all, disclaimer. I'm currently recording in my car because this just fell upon me, and I just wanted to share it. And I'm super-duper excited. Um what the Lord was sharing with me. Um, as always, if you guys have not heard previous episodes, I wait on the Lord to give me a topic and when to do an episode. So just by the grace of God, I've been getting stuff dropped in my spirit um, and the Lord has been sharing and giving me some topics every week. So I'm super duper excited. So you know what, guys, listen, I'm just go ahead and we just gonna put it out there. Like, this week, I'm talking about cuffing season. Y'all know what cuffing season is. But for for my mamas who don't know what cuffing season is, in case we have a few, you know, seasoned mothers out there or whatever. So, cuffing is a term that is used for being with someone, um, whether it be... Um, let me just say, whether it be uh, just somebody who you guys are casually having sex, which is no strings attached, no emotional attachments, you guys just do bam, bam, thank you, ma'am, I'm out. That's what a casual sex partner is. It can be a cuffing like that. Our cuffing is a boyfriend, a girlfriend. You guys are together in a relationship, and um, you guys are all booed up. So, Typically, around the time that it starts getting cold, which is around fall season, winter season, it's cuffing season. But we're going to talk about it today. Ain't no cuffing, okay? Listen, you better cuff and cling to Jesus, okay? That's your husband. The Bible says that. That's your husband, okay? Jesus is the bride of the church. If he's the bride, what does that make him to you? Think about that one for yourself. Read the word for that one for yourself. But so anyway, I wanted to come on and we're going to talk about it. Like, yeah, we're going to talk about cuffing season because um, I don't want no mamas out here falling. Temptation is real. The devil is real. Cuffing season is real. Okay. Let's just go ahead. Let's just put it out there. It's real. So. With that being said, we're going to talk about it. And also, another disclaimer, guys, 
I'm in my car, but I'm near where a lot of airplanes fly back and forth. So disclaimer, if you hear me, just pause or you just happen to hear an airplane. I'm in a <laughs> I'm in an area where a lot of airplanes travel back and forth. But listen, so hey, so I'm super duper excited about this episode as I always am because this is really just placed on my spirit to discuss this because let's be real. It's cuffing season. It's already hard and hard enough to not be tempted during the winter, I mean during the spring and summer months let's just be real you know what i'm saying we're human we're human it's human it's god's desire for us to have those desires we just need to have them for marriage so i can remember one time oh excuse me guys i was speaking to a friend of mine a great friend i actually would consider her best friend um of mine and at the time, she was dating and I, you know, was still single, which I still am single. Praise God. Um, he's coming, though. But um, I was like, man, like, I really have been having these, like, real strong sexual desires. You know what I'm saying? Lately, like, what's going on? Like, man, I'm trying to, I'm, I was praying and asking the Lord to remove those desires from me. Like, all together. Like, Lord, just take it away. It's too much. They're too strong. I'm out here trying to be pure. Lord, just take it away, Lord. Take it away. And she was like, no. She was like, you don't ask the Lord to take it away because you need those desires in marriage. And so, you know, pretty much just some of us, she pretty much just said, you know, during that time that you do have those urges or those desires. I mean, because again, people, let's be real, we're human. Everybody gets horny, okay? It is what it is, especially for women, especially it can be before the cycle, during the cycle, after the cycle. Listen, let's just keep it 100, okay? You guys know I keep it 100. That's just what it is, but that's a real feeling. That's like legit real, right? So just even within that being said, like, yo, like, you don't suppress those feelings. And she was telling me, like, excuse me, guys, let me get some water. Like, you need those desires and those feelings in marriage, point blank, period, because you want to have a desire for your husband, just like you want your husband to desire you. And when y'all desiring each other or you desiring him, y'all get it on, okay? And that's just it. That's just what it is. And so I was like, man, like, that's always stuck with me. And this maybe was about, let me see, we in 2020 now, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. That was probably about seven, eight years ago. But that moment and that conversation always stuck with me because my prayer had always been, man, Lord, just take him away. No, sis, you need those for your husband. I mean, because let's be real, that's a part of marriage. That's not the majority of marriage. But sex is a part of marriage. Let's just let's just be honest. I mean, no people, I don't know anybody who wants or desires to get married or gets married and says, well, I'm okay with not having sex. Ooh, child. Bye. That's a part of marriage. That's a worship. 
in marriage. So worship unto God in marriage. So you definitely want to have those desires. All right, so we're going to move on from that, all right? That's not what I came on here to talk about. I came on here to talk about cuffing season and temptation and what the word says about overcoming temptation. This ain't coming from me, but you know what I'm saying? I will give you some practical steps because let's be real. Let's just be honest. But for right now, we'll get to those later. Let's dive into the word. I love the word of God. Oh, so much life to my soul, to my shanana, as um, P. Willie would say, if you listen to one on 2.5, if you're in Atlanta, the Willie Moore Jr. show, that's something that he would say. So, all right, I am going to be coming from Hebrews 2, in case you want to follow along there, Hebrews 2. Chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verses 18. Chapter 2, verses 18. So, and I'm starting with verse 5, and it's just funny that the topic of this in the end, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation um, word, but funny, the topic starting um, with verse number 5, it says, Jesus, the man. Jesus, the man. And um, just a little side note, I think often over times we um, forget that Jesus came here in flesh and blood just like you and I. When God sent Jesus, he became a whole human being like me and you. And so not only did he become a whole human being like me and you, he endured some of the things that we go through which is what I love about, I love that about Jesus. Like, he understands where I'm coming from. He understands where you are coming from in your time of prayer when it's just you and him and you're just pouring out your heart to him. He understands. And that's relationship. That's a relationship. When you can go to someone and say, you know what? This is how I'm really feeling. This is how I feel. I'm mad, I'm upset, I'm pissed, they didn't do me right, they did, this is how I feel, but he understands, and it's so loving, and it's so caring, and it's so tender, I mean, my God, I'm just getting chills just thinking about it, just the goodness of the Lord and his faithfulness, I mean, just how he's so loving, his compassion for me, oh, Jesus, let me, let me stay on track, that's just beyond just what I can even phantom to imagine right now. But so Hebrews 2 verses 18. Now again, in this few verses above, talks about how Jesus became a man. And also in the Bible, Jesus was tempted by the devil as well. So don't ever think or get this misconception that Jesus was never tempted. He was. So Hebrews 2 verses 18 says, since he himself, they're referring to Jesus, has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. So because Jesus went through those times of temptation, and I said times, during those times of temptation, he went through that. So that when me and you are being tested, 
we can come out of it. He is able to help us so that we can come out of being tempted. And then there are some more scriptures that says, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13, that says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So, sis, it doesn't say that temptation won't ever come. I have not read anywhere in the word where it says, well, you won't be tempted at all. You good for the rest of your life. No, 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 no. That's not what the word says about temptation. Specifically, this scripture. It says that the temptation has not overtaken you. What simply means that it won't get you down, it's not going to beat you up, it's not too much that you can't handle. And not only is that, it says God is, hey, even if you just happen to be, and let's be real, even if you put yourself in that tempted position, a self-position, not something that was God-ordained, God-set up, but you went over there and you knew you weren't supposed to be going over there. The whole way you driving over there, you like, oh, Jesus, you praying, you praying, doing whatever you got to do. Uh, but you know, deep down in your spirit, you ain't supposed to be even going over there. But you somehow still end up in a driveway. You somehow still end up in the house. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. So Jesus already knew you was going to be going to that dude house. He already knew it. Let's be real. Jesus already knew. He said, look, I knew this when I formed you in your mother's womb. Hey, I knew on this day at this time, you was going to be driving over to this dude house. But look, I'm, but look, though, I got you. I'm going to help you out. I'm not going to let you be tempted beyond your ability. But so that means also. So not only is he going to not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but he is also going to provide a way of escape. He will also do that. So personal story, I'm going to share. One time I went to this guy's house. I knew I had no business there at all. I knew I wasn't supposed to be there, right? Absolutely knew I was not supposed to be there. But in the midst of all of that, so I'm going to keep it real. We was about to get it on. We was about to get it on. And he went into the room to go and look for protection. And I dipped out. Like just something was not right in my spirit. I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. I grabbed my stuff. I hurried up. Just thankfully by the grace of God, I was still fully clothed. Ain't nothing came off yet. Man, I grabbed my stuff so quick and I ran to my car. And he called me, and I blocked him. I was like, man, man, I already knew I wasn't supposed to be there. I won. God will also provide a way of escape, okay, for you. Now, this is not saying that every time you're just going to continue to put yourself in these tempting positions. Sis, you know what you can do and what you can't do. Let's keep it 100. We are grown women. You know when you go over that particular dude's house, you already know, hey, it ain't no chance, hey, ain't no way of coming back. 
Don't go over there. Don't text him. Don't pick up that phone call. Now, my black hand real strong. I believe in black. I will black you immediately. I don't care. I will black you. Black game real strong. Maybe your black game need to be real strong too. Because you know that every time this person calls, every time this person texts, I end up either out on a date with them or they end up at my house or I end up at their house. Sis, let it go. You know that that's not of God. You know that that man is not of God. In fact, some of you may even be listening to this episode. You know for a fact God has said this man is not your husband, but yet you keep entertaining him. And I get it. I'm guilty of it too. I am. I'm just be real. I'm guilty of it too. But at some given point in time, it has to stop. At some given point in time, you have to say, okay, Lord, your will, not mine. Enough is enough, and I am done. At some point in time. And so just with that being said, I just wanted to come on, share these scriptures with you, and give you some practical steps. Listen, number one. Set boundaries, even with your guy friends. Even and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put it out there. It's not being funny. It's not being extra. It's not being too much. You have to do what's best for you. You have to protect your purity at all costs. All costs, because the enemy is going to tempt you at all costs. I mean, period. Let's just be real. He is. And as soon as you give him that inch, it's over with. It's going full throttle. No time wasted with the enemy. So don't even give the enemy an inch. Cuffing season is amongst us. It's approaching. Block. Unfriend. Unfollow. Maybe you need to have some conversations with a few people about setting up boundaries. Even with your guy friends, ladies, this is real. It's real out here. And you might be like, well, that's too much. I'm not doing all of that. Well, sis, listen, to each is all. But I'm telling you, if you don't set up boundaries, even with your guy friends, you may just end up sleeping with one of them. And you didn't even mean to. Quit playing with yourself. Quit playing with the enemy because he is for sure not playing with you. Okay? He wants to see you fail at every um disposing moment that he can see you fail he wants to see you fail don't even put yourself in those positions so some boundaries can may even look like now this is different to each his own but some boundaries maybe be like hey look bro or look babe you know whomever i don't think we should hang out past 12 o'clock i'm just being real past 12 o'clock i get for some reason i just seem to get hornier hey keep it real we can't hang out past 12 all right um maybe something hey babe you know maybe let's you know um maybe you should just not come over for a while or you know if you do come over maybe let's maybe bring another or a few of our friends over maybe we can have like a little fun game night or whatever and then you leave when they leave you know or maybe you know um hey let's you know maybe go out on a double date with another couple or something like that you know, so that way you're not even putting yourself in the position to even be tempted. But, you know, it's one o'clock in the morning. Y'all sitting there watching a little romantic movie, a little chick flick. 
as they say, and they kissing and hugging, and you Googling eyeing him, and he Googling eyeing you, don't even do it. But again, to each his own. Some people can do that stuff and be completely fine, and that's fine. So these boundaries, you set up boundaries for whatever you know, and be completely real and honest with yourself when setting up these boundaries. Don't take setting up boundaries lightly. If you know you can't hang out past 12 o'clock, don't keep putting yourself in a position where y'all hanging out past 12 midnight. Don't continue to keep going over there when you know eventually and you feel in your spirit, one day I may come over here and just start taking off my clothes. Don't even put yourself in those positions. Set up the boundaries based off of what you can and can't do. Some are more extreme than others. Some are less extreme. But don't judge people for based off of their boundaries. If your spouse or your friend can accept your boundaries, hey, black game, black game. I mean, that's just me personally. You may need to have a conversation with them. Well, why do you think this is too extreme? Why do you think this? And maybe explain to them first, well, this is why I'm setting up these boundaries because X, Y, and Z. And typically, you know, some of the times people will be understanding and be like, you know what, okay. Now that I get it because you used to struggle X, Y, and Z or because you deal with X, Y, and Z. But sis, especially if your boo thing is still giving you trouble about boundaries, uh, you may need to go back and seek counsel, seek counsel and pray about that relationship again. Because if he giving you a hard time about boundaries, sis, yeah, think about that one. Pray about that one most importantly and definitely seek out um, counsel from, um, you know, elder, pastor, whatever the case may be. Um, but also another boundary you can have an accountability partner or partners. Accountability. If you're in a relationship, maybe be held accountable to another couple, to a married couple, you know, so that you guys have the accountability and you can be communicating, hey, we doing X, Y, and Z. Hey, we doing this. And you're like, man, I ain't got to do all that. I'm grown. Humble yourself. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Humble yourself. I'm telling you, it will save you a lot of stress and a lot of um, seeing taking place if you have accountability. Somebody that you trust. Call your girlfriend like, girl, me and such and such out on a date and he looking so good right now. He's smelling good. He looking good. Oh, girl. And his outfit is so fly. Girl, he looking good. Girl, I just want to jump on his bones. All right, sis. I get you. Your man looking good. That's great. I'm glad that for one, he cares enough about his appearance to look good. But you need to call someone and have an accountability partner or partners. Someone that you can be completely candid and transparent with. With no judgment. Now, they're going to get you when it's time to get you. They're going to correct you and rebuke you when it's time to rebuke you, but it's out of love. Jesus corrects those whom he loves. Just think of it as a way. See, I never thought about correction or rebukes like that. I think about like, you know what, Lord? You love me so much that I got this correction. Thank you, Lord, that I got this rebuke. Thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful that you love me that much for me to be able to fix it. Thank you, Lord. Okay, think about it like that. Okay, because I sense some, somebody that's gonna listen to this podcast has an issue with getting corrected, but you have hardened your heart. Take that to the Lord, 
take it to prayer. Take it and leave it at the altar, sis. Because correction is good. It's not a bad thing. Correction is good for you. And it just simply means that the Lord loves you. Okay? So, get your accountability partners, partner, partners, and set up some boundaries. That's it. Be real with yourself. Don't fake yourself. Don't play yourself. Because you play yourself, the enemy is going to laugh at you. Now, here's the other side of that. I know it's hard. You're not perfect. You may have a slip up. Say, oh man, I slept with that dude. There's no condemnation in Christ. Now, were you wrong? Absolutely, yes. Let's, Let's just be real. But there's no condemnation in Christ. Repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you. And you move forward. Then you sit down and say, how did I end up in that position? Oh, you know what? When he texted me, I was in a very high emotional state. Maybe next time, instead of responding to his text or phone call in that high emotional state, let me call up my girlfriend or my accountability partner and let them know how I'm feeling. So then that way you can, you know, this is just a scenario. I did this. I did that. I felt this way, but I still went ahead and do it. I mean, because let's be honest, especially in a high emotional state, especially something that's cuffing season, you're going to be seeing a lot of people booed up on social media. You know, you're just going to be seeing a lot of stuff that can get you in this emotional roller coaster. One day you're up, next day you're down. Don't fall for that, sis. If you need to take a couple days off social media because you see everybody booed up, hey, take a couple days off social media. Plan a girl's day. Plan a girl's... um sleepover or you know a girl's brunch or something like that you know what I'm saying like plan something like that to get together with your girls and cling this is so important cling to Jesus read your word be praying stay prayed up I mean I'm telling you man there's nothing more beautiful than that keep yourself busy ask the Lord okay Lord what does my day look like today what do you want me to do today Where are you calling me to go? I mean, be so heavy and so deep in purpose before you know a cuffing season will be over with. And then it's back to being hot. And y'all know as soon as it starts getting warm, that's when people start breaking up and, you know, doing all this craziness. It's, It's some real foolery. But anyway, it's real, though. And so I wanted to come on to give you guys just these steps and, um, on how not to, you know what I'm saying, how to avoid temptation at all costs if possible. Now, it don't mean it's not going to come, but like the word says, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability and he will provide a way of escape. So I just want to hop on, I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, I pray it blessed you. Um, my name is Clarion Brown. I'm the host. I always forget to introduce myself in the beginning, but praise the Lord. I'm the host and founder of Dear Single Mom Podcast. Um, if you want to um, be a guest on the show or be considered for a guest on the show, if you want to sow a seed, um, if you want to um, hear about a certain topic or topics, you can reach me on Facebook at Dear Single Mom Podcast. And on Instagram at Dear Single Mom Podcast. 
on Instagram. Listen, I love you guys. Jesus loves you guys too. Um, Start getting those things in place. If you don't have an accountability partner, start looking for one. Um, Talk with your pastors um, about it. Seek out counsel, you know, about what you should do and the way you should go about it. But I definitely suggest someone whom you really can trust, be very transparent with. They won't judge you and they will keep your business to themselves as well as an accountability partner. Um, If you don't or you can't think of anybody, ask the Lord to lead you to that person. Or ask that ask God for that person to be led to you. Because I'm telling you, accountability partners, your friends, your sisters, man, will save you from so much, so much sin. I'm telling you, even though you feel it, you feel the urges, he looking good, whatever the case may be, man, sis, I'm telling you, it will save you from a lot of sin committing. Um, I'm telling you firsthand, I know it. I'm telling you, it works. It works. So don't be ashamed to do so. Humble yourself and get the help and the counsel that you need and the wisdom that you need. All right? So, all right, guys. It's been real. I love you. And Jesus does, too. Um, I'm going to pray us out. Lord, I thank you for this platform that you have given me, God. I thank you for every ear that is listening to this, almighty God, that they just not be heroes of the word, but that they be doers of the word of God, that they go deeper in you during this time, Almighty God, that they will love on you like never before and that they embrace your love and that you just shower your love on them like never before right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over every mother that's going to listen to this podcast right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over her purity. She is covered. She is blessed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. She shall remain pure. Her mind is pure. Her thoughts are pure right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, may she think of things that are lovely, that are praiseworthy, oh, mighty God, that are excellent to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that are righteous thoughts right now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, God. I rebuke every devourer of the enemy against her life, against her destiny, against her purpose right now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. She shall look to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. So I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You are good and your mercy endures forever, oh God. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your sweet, tender love. We thank you for your compassion, Almighty God. May you continue to be with us and strengthen us during this time right now in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, mamas. Until next time. I love you guys. Jesus does too. And I'm out. Peace.